With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm your host, Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe. And the show ID is 791-0667. And you're most welcome. Welcome indeed. It's Tuesday, the 27th of October, 2020. Yes, what a year 2020 has been. And you're listening to the podcast never isolated hosted here on talk you and uh, we're dealing trying to deal with try and get some insights try and get some overview certainly in terms of uh, england united kingdom europe and mentions from other areas of the world of how things are developing in this uh, what is turning out to be um what was that they had in Star Trek Voyager? Year of Hell? Well, it certainly seems as though we're living in those sort of uh, times and period. Well, let's get on with it, and then I'll just play in a short clip. Uh, I'm your host, Dave C., and this is episode 134, Never Isolated, COVID Immunity Short-Lived. With a question mark. Studies suggest COVID immunity short-lived, as recent indications are that antibodies fall rapidly after infection, and that's particularly in older people. And we have other updates as well. Now, um, I've deferred the um, updated, or the next lonesome quiz, which would be quiz 25. I was going to do it this weekend that's just gone, but then realised, of course, that we're coming up to Halloween weekend. So I decided to uh, with apologies to you, dear listener, to defer the quiz from last weekend, and we'll try and get it up Friday, Saturday uh, for the Halloween weekend. So um, the episode, I'll try and get another of these regular reporting type uh, episodes done, as this is Tuesday, so we'll try and get one of those done maybe Thursday or Friday, and then just before the weekend, um, a quiz 25. So likely episode 135 will also be a factual episode and then episode 136 will turn out to be quiz 25, a Halloween quiz. So before we get started with that, as usual, long preamble, let me just play in a short clip. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe and please remember we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 791 zero double six seven and whilst i did that here on talk to you where i'm doing this as live so that means any mistakes <laughs> any mistakes, the mistakes when i do make them will stay in but um the reason we're doing that is i do it late morning on the day um as it goes out straight onto the feeds uh, so that um I found that if I if I try and do it and edit it out, by the time it's edited, um, you know, 
some developments may have overtaken the information. Uh, even now, as I do this, by uh, tea time today, there will probably be some further breaking news. And certainly one of the things that will be updated will be a page I'm going to refer to now, which gives uh, the statistics from a UK perspective. And the URL from that, and I will uh, just read it out. Let me... I thought I'd put it into the text already, but I hadn't. So let me just um, put that in again. It's coronavirus, and that is all one word, coronavirus.data.gov.uk. And um, looking at that page, um, the main thing I'm going to go to, there's a lot to read there, so please do go and check it out. The pages on uh, this site are available. I think they're not region locked, but unfortunately, deaths, deaths within uh, 24 hour, uh, 24 days of a positive test, and this is accurate up to um, uh, tea time yesterday. That was Monday the 26th, of course. Sadly, a further 102 people had uh, passed away. Um, and to put that in perspective, from the previous day, Sunday, it had been 151. From the Saturday, it was 174. And Friday, last Friday, 228. And if I go back to the Thursday, that was 189. Um, so there have been very real rises in numbers. Now, you might think, well, 102, terrible number, is, though it is, is down on those numbers. But the Monday and Tuesday numbers are often lower than the midweek numbers as reports come in. However, to add to that, the deaths with uh, COVID-19 on the death certificate, uh, that total is now at... Um, Sorry, yeah, the, with, where COVID testing had been done within 28 days is 44,998. But the total with it on the death certificate is 58,164. And the number of people in hospital, patients in hospital, is now 7,850, with patients on ventilator beds at 743. Okay, uh, from the John Hopkins University, uh, not, date, not listed on this particular page, but on the page I'm going to go to in a moment, and that is uh, the live feed page, uh, states there have been more than 1.16 million uh, virus deaths worldwide and more than 43.5 million cases. And this page that I'm going to now that I just quoted that from is the live reporting page here on the BBC News site. Now, I only mention things I believe to be in the uh, public need to know category. There's an awful lot more information on the BBC site. They have really good coverage, I feel, quite um, um, in-depth coverage, especially with their um, 
their their blogs and their explainers pages but i only uh, talk about the sort of headline points there i do urge anybody listening to this podcast especially if they're based in the uk to go to the bbc.co.uk forward slash news site and people based elsewhere to go to a news organ that they trust indeed so um with that in mind here is the link to the uh live page currently as I'm doing today's call and that is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health oh no I've got hey I've got the wrong page let me I've got the health page which I will be going to for the main topic about um, what I mentioned for the title about um, immunity and uh, uh COVID immunity possibly short-lived. So I'm going to now correct myself and read out the live URL in full, which is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash UK dash 54702693. Just move the audio slider back 10 or 15 seconds to catch that and that is where on the summary page at the side it has that information um, about the uh, John Hopkins University with 1.16 million virus deaths worldwide well that is likely to be a very low estimate of the true numbers I've also mentioned the the deaths in the UK uh, in the UK, another, well, in England, in fact, another summary piece of information there is Warrington is the latest part of England to move into our top tier. We're in a three tier system here of COVID 19 measures. Okay, I'm going to scroll back to the beginning of the reporting on this page, which is still on its first page and was started. Just before 8 p.m. this morning, as I'm talking here, just before 11.30 a.m. So um, it's got a little bit of a synopsis at the bottom, so we'll just check that out. And we'll continue on with that, Warrington. Warrington, which is in the northwest of England, is the latest area to move into a area very high tier of COVID-19 as infection rates continue to rise. Tougher measures, which came into force at midnight, um, require pubs and bars not serving substantial meals to close and ban households from mixing indoors or outdoors and hospitality venues or in private garden gardens. Um, more than 50 Tory MPs have written to the Prime Minister calling for a clear roadmap. The problem is with trying to avoid a national shutdown and having this three-tier selection, that means there's three lots of advice that needs to be given. But there's further to that. If you are in one tier, what does that mean about you going into a different tier? Either people from a high tier visiting out to a lower tier, possibly taking the virus with them, are people who are in a low tier going to visit a, an elderly relative in a high tier and then going back? So the complications of variations mean that what would seem to be a simple, um, you know, uh, 
breakdown to try and avoid national lockdown actually has lots of lots of um, problems and indeed uh, in Wales and Scotland they've also got themselves in a little bit of messing in terms of um, you could only use the supermarket for essential items and there was one really big upset uh, posted yesterday I won't go into it now but um, a woman who wanted to buy sanitary uh, uh, things found that that aisle was blocked off well you know that seems to most sensible-minded people to be an essential item. Uh, so there has been now a call for um, supermarkets to be able to use common sense and uh, do it where uh, aisles were uh, logged off. Uh, stationary aisles were logged off where children were perhaps being sent home and having to do homework and need paper. Um, uh, people wanting to, um, you know, send out uh, letters or what have you, may not be able to buy envelopes. Maybe people who can't go to see people on their birthday, who don't usually send birthday cards, want to send birthday cards, but couldn't do that. So there is a, a lot of complications on things like that. Do you need batteries for a torch on the dark winter nights to be safe? Are batteries classed as essential items? And um, the devil, as always, is in that detail. So just before I... Um, uh, carry further on let me just play in that second clip again just so i can refresh this page this is never isolated podcast here on talk you and please remember we have a twitter account never isolated or one word show id is seven nine one zero double six seven okay well um uh, there is an item on this summary about the uh, levels of antibodies, but I'm going to go to that a little bit later. Um, it's got on this page, the daily conferred pages, some of the information I've read. Um, the daily admissions, hospital admissions are rising and the average admissions to hospital now in, uh, and I think this excludes Scotland in this particular one, is uh, just over 1,000 at 1,015. And the daily average reported cases is 21,926. Um, okay, uh, going wider afield into the world, Melbourne, Australia, it's hard won success after a marathon lockdown. Melbourne's grinding second coronavirus lockdown began in the chill of winter that was in early july where the light nights were long and dark of course they have their winter and summer alternate to the northern hemisphere more than 110 days later experts say it's emerging as a world leader in disease suppression alongside places like singapore vietnam south korea new zealand and hong kong but of course the point is will as things return back to normal, will those numbers start to go up? Uh, that is an issue. Um, quite a lot of issues in Europe at the moment. Protests, uh, uh, protests and moves towards new lockdown measures are occurring in parts of Europe. Belgium will decide at the weekend whether to impose an immediate second lockdown. In Slovak, the government wants to test the entire population from this weekend. In Russia, masks will have to be worn in public places from tomorrow. The Danes will have to start wearing masks indoors in most public places from Thursday. Uh, 
The Czech Republic will start a night curfew from tomorrow night. Um, uh, Germany's intensive and emergency medical association is warning of a dramatic shortage of nurses as infections surge to 11,409 in 24 hours. There's no shortage of beds, just a lack of three and a half thousand plus specialists. Uh, Paris government convenes to its health defense council today. And the big question is whether to impose some form of lockdown. Paris region hospitals have been told to halt from Friday any unrelated surgery or medical activities as they get ready for uh, more in the COVID crisis. So awful lot going on in many countries around the world. Um, yes, there's more. Another item there on Russian uh, Titans face mask rule as their death toll rises, written by Sarah Rainford, uh, the BBC Moscow correspondent. And that's still on that news live reporting page, which I'll read out again. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash UK dash five four seven zero two six nine three. Okay, I mentioned about MPs calling on the Prime Minister. Rage on the streets of Italy. Papers cover anti-lockdown protests. In India, India, India records the lowest COVID-19 numbers in three months. Well, that's some heartening news. India has recorded its lowest daily COVID-19 numbers in three months with just over 36,000 new confirmed cases and 488 deaths in 24 hours. That seems high, but put that in context of a population of 1.2 billion. So please go there. I'm only reading the headline particles on parts on this uh, on a public need to know basis. Uh, although the COVID deaths are rising again, uh, there's a graph there talking about the uh, the deaths over and above the excess deaths. Remember, weekly in the UK, between 15,000 and 10,000 people die per week, depending on the season and the severity of a particular year's flu uh, numbers. In April, May and July this year, we were having really, you know, 10, 12, 15,000 excess deaths per week over and above that. So it almost topped out at 25,000 in a single week, where it would normally have been down about 12, 13,000. That death now is about, difficult to say, they haven't got an exact number here, but it's looking less than a thousand above what would be expected at this time of the year, around about a thousand. Okay, and that is all that's on that live stream. I will check it before we finish. But I want to just mention more about um, Warrington, or at least the URL for people to go and check it, who are based in the UK and in that particular area. So let me put in that URL. And I'll read it out. bbc.co.uk forward slash news, forward slash UK dash England 
dash Merseyside. Merseyside is one word dash five four six nine nine five uh, uh, nine zero six. And I think I've read that. Incorrectly, so I'll read it again. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash England dash Merseyside dash five four six nine five nine zero six. And this was updated about just over three hours ago. Washington is the uh, Warrington is the latest area to move into the top. COVID-19 measures as infection rates continue to rise. This is a public health imperative. What we need to do is to protect lives of our residents. Um, Warrington, which is home to about 210,000 people, joins the Liverpool city region, Lancashire, Greater Manchester, that's where I'm based, and South Yorkshire in Tier 3. Nottingham and parts of Nottinghamshire will move into the top tier from Thursday. Health and Social Care Secretary Matt Hancock said the decision was to move Warrington into Tier 3 uh, was agreed with local leaders. It's time to take action due to a rise in infections. And remember, that's in stark contrast to Manchester being moved, forced into Greater Manchester after Andy Burnham held out for an amount that was not forthcoming. Uh, but we are now indeed in that. Uh, so uh, let's go. Also in the Northern England, uh, uh, another item, I'm not going to read from it, just the headline and the URL for my UK and British listeners, English from England. Northern England schools most disrupted by COVID by Branwyn Jeffries, the education edu uh, editor. Uh, this was updated first thing this morning, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash education dash five four six nine five six one eight um and of course uh, ancillary to that there's been this talk about um pupils that are not uh, have got the half term coming up as we enter Hall Hall halloween weekend and then here in the uk followed by bonfire night that's the 5th of november bonfire night Halloween, of course, the last day of October, uh, with the urging, by the way, for people to try not to go uh, uh, trick-or-treating Halloween this year, uh, for parents to perhaps discourage it. Let the kids dress up by all means, but have uh, an indoor party, maybe watch some, uh, you know, uh, funny ghost, uh, you know, watch Ghostbusters or something um, and do it uh, in a safe manner. Uh, I've got to think myself whether I will actually answer the door on Halloween or not. And why do I say that? Well, because I'm in one of the uh, aged groups uh, being over 70. So uh, and that's something I will have to have a little debate with myself on whether I do or do not answer the door uh, on uh, that Halloween night. Um, okay, so let me have a one little bit from this. Um, 
Yes, so mainly the teachers that are suffering the most in uh, in schools. In mid-October, Barry Knowles, they Liverpool and Manchester all had more than 40% of cool schools with confirmed cases. Uh, uh, oh, it says some of these were among the teachers. According to the report, which is based on a snapshot uh, of 16th of October, there were 710 teachers with a positive test for COVID-19 in the northwest. This is 35% of the total confirmed cases among teachers across England uh, on that day. Well, that seems not a small amount. That seems a rather uh, disproportionately large amount. So I'm just going to clear that off. I'm going to clear that off. I'm going to um, clear the, and I'll leave the live one just in case. Um, and I'm just going to, Check now on the time, and with a, a real excuse to my listeners, I, I will play in that clip one more time because I just want to see if this antibodies uh, page has been updated uh, since it was earlier this morning. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe, and please remember we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. And two things, I promise I won't play that in again this episode. And three, it was worth it because it's just been updated literally three minutes ago. It was three hours ago uh, when I was looking before. And obviously I've been talking uh, coming up to nearly half an hour. So so it's just been updated. So that was worthwhile. Thank you very much. This is by James Gallagher, the health and science correspondent with the title... COVID antibodies fall rapidly after infection. If that's in quotes, the URL is as follows. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash five four six nine six eight seven three. Now, just check. There's nobody joining me in the room. I check that at the same point in time. So this will be the last page we will refer to today. Um, but let me just read on a public need to know basis more from this page than I have uh, on the others. So levels of protective antibodies in people wane quite rapidly after coronavirus infection, say researchers. Now, remember, there was a real hope that um, this herd immunity possibility was coming in and maybe people who had it would be, uh, you know, not likely to get it again. Um, Maybe for a whole year, maybe for, you know, almost a year. And therefore, when we did get... um, like a, a jab, like we have the flu jab, I took the flu jab last week, but if we have a annual flu jab, that would be a possibility going forward uh, because it's not going away anytime soon. But if it could be dealt with maybe even um, with the flu jab, a combined jab or a separate jab. But um, as it says here, antibodies are a key part of our immune defensive, defensive and stop the virus from getting inside our body cells. The Imperial College London team found the number of people testing positive for antibodies has fallen by 26% between June and September. What they did was um, more than 350,000 people in England have taken an antibody test of 
part of the REACT 2 study so far. In the first round of testing at the end of June and the beginning of July, about 60 in 1,000 people had detectable antibodies. That's still rather low. But in the latest set of tests in September, only 44 per 1,000 people were positive. Positive for antibodies, that is. The suggestion is the number of people with antibodies fell by more than a quarter between the summer and autumn. Okay, I'll just read this little bit and then, well, two little bits, and then please do go to this page. This is, I think, really important on uh, public need to know, and that's why I'm just going a little bit further with the text. Immunity is waning quite rapidly. We're only three months after our first round of tests, and we're already showing a 26% decline in antibodies, said Professor Helen Ward, one of the researchers. The fall was greater in those over 65 compared with, compared with younger age groups and those without symptoms compared with those with full-blown COVID-19. So the older and the ones that cope least well the first time are actually not carrying over that protection as long as maybe the people were stronger in their reaction and protection in the first place. Well, I think... I, I can't read any more from that, but please do check that page as we're coming up to the 30-minute mark. Let me see if there's anything else I can draw. Oh, yes, the conclusion and the worry is, let me just see if I can scroll down to that. Um, because the, 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 the Im, implied conclusion is... One of the researchers, Professor Graham Cook, said the big picture is after the first wave, the great majority of the country didn't have evidence of protective immunity. The need for a vaccine is still very large. The data doesn't change that. And the vaccine may response may be held differently to the response. In, in other words, he's saying uh, the vaccine may be stronger than the immune, the, the the natural immunity. But there is somewhere in here, I can't just find the actual paragraph at the moment, but um, one possible uh, meaning of this is that it would mean the complication of possibly having to have two vaccinations at six months apart which would really put a really big extra strain on the health service and um, be certainly less than ideal. Uh, once a year annually, we have that in, um, in place for uh, the flu, but, um, you know, to have it twice more for COVID would put, uh, that would basically mean three injections a year, wouldn't it? Um, if, uh, if the, the flu one wasn't combined with it. Well, there's obviously going to be more on that. Well, I think for Tuesday, 27th of October, episode 134, question mark, COVID immunity short-lived, certainly in the older patients, our recovering patients, and I think we'll end there. I should be back uh, for episode 135 before the end of the week with another factual episode, and then for 
Halloween, we'll try and get out Quiz 25 uh, with our lonesome quiz, which will be a Halloween version. Well, thanks for listening. And um, let me end at this uh, just over 30 minute point. Thanks ever so much. Here's the play out. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 7910667, hosted here on TalkShoe. Bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.